Hey, what's up everybody and welcome back to That Triathlon Show, the podcast presented by scientifictriathlon.com. I'm your host Michael and this episode is beginner tip 33, where we'll discuss five common swim technique mistakes. But first, big thanks to our sponsors, Precision Hydration, that you can find on precisionhydration.com. You can learn all about hydration and the importance of electrolytes in your hydration there. Go to their blog, Hydration Advice is the name of it. You can just click through to that. You can also take their free online sweat test, which is a simple online quiz that will tell you how much, how strong electrolytes you need to consume in your training and racing to suit your individual sweat rate and sweat sodium content. It takes just a few minutes and you'll get an individualized plan for your training and racing. And uh, we are approaching the last call for the August promo. So in August only, you can use the code TTS20 to get 20% off your electrolyte products on precisionhydration.com. That's TTS20 for 20% off your entire order. And big thanks to Roka. Roka's wetsuits aren't just super fast. You can basically buy an entry-level Roka wetsuit and the performance will be similar to most high-end wetsuits, which is incredible. But they also have this amazing shoulder flexibility due to their special arms-up technology. And for beginners in particular who aren't really that accustomed to swimming in wetsuits, which may be uh, quite constrictive, this is great news because it makes such a massive difference to feel that you can swim unhindered, basically, in your wetsuits due to this technology that Roka has that no other wetsuits have. You can use the promo code DATTRIATHLONSHOW, all one word, all caps, to get 20% off your entire order on Roka. In addition to wetsuits, you can find tri-suits, you can find swim skins, buoyancy shorts, all sorts of triathlon apparel, and it's the world's premium brand for uh, triathlon apparel. So that's roka.com, and the promo code is DATTRIATHLONSHOW, all one word, all caps. All right, so today's topic, let's start by pointing out that there is a related episode that I think that you should also listen to. That is beginner tip number three, and it's called troubleshooting swim technique and swim training. It's a bit more general about swimming in general, and today we're going to talk about uh, swim technique in particular. So uh, let's uh, just start. My hope is that if you struggle with technique, you can get at least one aha moment for some of these mistakes and realize that you have been doing that particular mistake and now you know uh, that uh, this is something that you need to work on and try to correct it. So the five mistakes we will talk about are one, breathing, two, head position, three, body position and posture, four, stroke rhythm, and five, stroke direction and trajectory. I won't go into too long an analysis of any of these, as this is supposed to be a quick beginner tip, but what I do recommend that you do is that you Google the mistakes that you recognize yourself doing to learn more about them and get all the details. Perhaps go to the Swim Smooth blog, which is one of the best resources to dig deeper into these things. Or if you have the Swim Smooth book, even better, then check it out there. So mistake number one, breathing. Uh, Some things that often happen is that uh, beginners, they hold their breath when their face is in the water. So you should not do this. You should be continuously exhaling by blowing bubbles. 
Otherwise, what happens is that when you turn to breathe, you will have to waste a lot of time to first exhale into the air, and only then can you inhale. This wastes time, it wastes momentum, you will be losing speed, and it will also bring about a sensation of running out of air, running out of oxygen, which actually really is... uh, what happens is that you have a buildup of carbon dioxide since you're not getting rid of that through the exhalation, since you're not exhaling in the water. And often when you have this sensation of running out of air, uh, your turn to breathe won't be smooth and controlled and you won't keep your head low in the water to keep hydrodynamic, but you will end up lifting your head to rush to get air into, into your lungs and that causes you to lose a ton of speed and your legs will sink due to that uh, lifted head, your, body, your center of mass moves towards your legs and legs sink. So exhale effectively and inhaling will be easy. And in terms of how to do the actual rotation, I like to visualize being like a a kebab on on a kebab skewer. So basically you want to turn your, your head no more than, or rotate your head no more than the rest of your body. And you certainly don't want to, to lift your lift your head at all so imagine that you're a kebab skewer and you don't have a complete 360 degree rotation of course maybe more so 90 degrees in total so 45 to to each side or something like that whatever the degrees is it doesn't really matter but uh, imagine that uh, you're or imagine and then execute your entire body rotating and uh, your head rotates no more than the rest of your body so you will only have a small part of uh, your face out of the water and uh, Maybe your entire mouth, maybe part of your mouth, but imagine that kebab skewer and it will be probably much more effective than uh, than trying to, to turn the head a lot more than the rest of your body. That's going to probably cause lifting of your head and all sorts of other issues. Okay, number two, head position. So it's common that your head is simply too high in the water all the time, not just when breathing and potentially lifting your head to breathe, as we just talked about. Again, having too high a head position can cause your legs to sink because you can't get your center of mass to move close enough to, to your head. It will be closer to your, to your legs instead, too close to them. So even though uh, it's not true that you have to look straight down at the bottom of the pool to have a good head position and a good uh, body position to keep your legs high, I think this is a good starting point for most beginners to try to do this, to try to look straight down at the bottom of the pool. In swimming, it's often about doing things that you feel like are exaggerated if you are to achieve the appropriate level of whatever it is that you're working on, in this case, head position. So so although you may be okay looking a bit diagonally in front of you, and that that is perfectly fine for many people that are a bit more experienced swimmers, Uh, But in this case, what may happen is that you actually think that you're looking just a little bit ahead, but you're actually looking a lot ahead. And this causes you to lift your head a bit. Your head is too high. So rather than doing that, try to exaggerate it. Look straight down at the bottom of the pool. And that will be a good way to get your head position to to a better lower position. If you imagine being an an observer that uh, and you're watching yourself swimming so that the swimming you swims towards the observer you and imagine that the swimming you has a swimming cap with a big circle painted on it right in the middle you the observer you should then see 
roughly half of that circle at all times throughout the rotation, both when you're looking straight down at the bottom of the pool and when you're rotating as well. So this is again another way that you can check that kebab skewer visualization. And this is this is difficult. It requires a lot of practice. So there's uh, no way around it. You better start working. It takes time, but you will get there. But it's important to be aware of these things and how to how to think about keeping your head position good both in normal swimming but also when rotating. All right, so mistake number three is around body position and body posture. So we already talked about some of the ways that the head position and your breathing may cause your legs to sink. Uh, but this is another thing that can happen. You may have, if you don't have a good tall posture in the water with an engaged core and engaged hips and glutes, it will be much more difficult to keep those legs up regardless of your uh, of your head position and, and how you're breathing. So when, when I see somebody swim and uh, if I notice that they're not really having a good posture and they're not engaging that core, then it's really amazing how... Just telling that swimmer to actively think about having their head, the back of their head and their butt and their heels be the points that break the water surface, the the water surface contact points. Uh, Having that in your mind and and thinking about that actively, that can help improve your position dramatically. Uh, Because what ends up happening is that especially thinking about how you need to have your butt be a contact point with the surface, uh, that helps you engage your core tighten your core work your glutes and work your hips so not just having your core and lower body be free riders on a ride given completely by your upper arms and shoulders or upper body and shoulders sorry so so think about those three contact points that's my first tip and also in general with with the the posture i like to think of the buckingham palace guards Maybe they are even saluting the queen and their posture is even better than normal. So so I try to think, if I was a guard, what would my posture be like? A Buckingham Palace guard in particular. Then I transferred that from a standing position to a horizontal position when swimming. And importantly, I keep this, keep this position throughout my rotation and also when breathing. Or try to do that anyway. And one final great way to practice body position and posture is right after you push off from the wall. Keep that same firmness and core activation in your body after you push off and glide and when you actually start swimming. Because when you push off, you will naturally have much more of that good posture, that core engagement, than in your open swimming when you have been swimming for a while. So the idea here is to carry that position and that posture with you for longer than just the two to three seconds after the push-off, but actually try to hold that for as much as you can of of that lane length and then repeat it every time you push off the wall. Okay, so mistake number four is stroke rhythm. And uh, this is again related to the previous tips that this can have an impact on sinking legs, which, uh, surprise, surprise, is one of the most uh, common issues when it comes to losing speed for beginners and here what happens with stroke rhythm is that many beginners don't hold the extended arm that's extended in front of them in that position long enough so what i mean is let's say you have your left hand out in front of you and you may start actually pulling backwards with this hand 
even as your right hand has just exited the water and is only starting the recovery to the front uh, of your head to become your leading arm. And this means that the duration when you have no hand or, and no arm out in front uh, and for some time even your head will be the leading edge of your body, that duration is long, which means that you will become very short in the water for that duration, which means you will be slow uh, because a shorter body in the water is a slower body in the water uh, due to basic hydrodynamics. And it also means that your center of mass will move down towards your legs because you have you don't have any anything in front of your head your head is the maybe the leading edge as i said at certain parts if you if you really have an extreme case of this and this causes your legs to sink again and you become even slower so what you want to do instead is to start pulling with the leading arm just as the recovering arm is about to enter the water so the switch from one arm leading to the other should be very very quick a very short duration where no arm is really extended in front of you. And one way to work on this is the famous catch-up drill, or infamous in some cases. There are pros and cons to this drill, absolutely. I definitely do not want to promote overgliding. That's not good. I'm not telling you to strive for longer gliding in the water, uh, but I'm tr trying to tell you to just get a good rhythm. And if you are slow to get your recovering arm back to the front to be the leading arm, then you will just simply have to hold that other arm, which is leading and extended. It will, you will have to hold it for until the recovering arm is close to getting to that leading arm position. And the catch-up drill is a great way to practice this to make sure that you don't initiate that pull too early with the leading arm. But again, if you happen to be an overglider, then this whole rhythm point is not likely your biggest issue and at least it's uh it's not in this way it's uh, it's the opposite it's the reverse but in that case maybe you have some problems that are are holding you back more than uh, because being an overglider it's not optimal but at the same time for beginners there are worse issues i think and mistakes that are more common and uh, more problematic but again, if you are an overglider, don't be doing the catch-up drill and uh, you don't really need to consider this at all. Okay, so finally, mistake number five is around stroke, direction, and trajectory. And we can boil this down to two simple rules. And rule number one is to push water backwards. Not downwards, not to the side, backwards. And it really helps here to slowly go through your stroke as dry land swimming. You can be on be kneeling and uh, on on the pool deck and and go through your stroke, one arm at a time. Keep doing stroke after stroke with one arm and look at your arm and your hand. What direction are you really pulling or pushing water towards at each part of the stroke? Is it really backwards directed as it should be from the start, and is it uh, the same in the middle and the end of the stroke? What happens? And uh, it's important to note that the most difficult part here is really that start of the stroke, the catch phase. This is where many beginners push water down rather than back for a long time. And what happens then? You guessed it, your upper body rises and your legs sink even more. So the goal to push water backwards here is why there's so much talk about that high elbow. Because having a high elbow helps you accomplish this. Okay, so that was rule number one for tra trajectory and direction. And rule number two is to keep the width of your stroke to between your center line and your outer shoulder line. 
don't at any point cross over your center line, the line that goes runs through your spine and through your head. And don't go too wide, not at any point, not at your hand entry, and not at any point during the stroke. So try to keep that outer shoulder line can be is a good benchmark. And this is it's it's a bit individual, and there are variations to this. Some have narrower strokes, some have wider, and there are different opinions. But in general, that shoulder line is a good benchmark to shoot for. So try to to keep your your hand and your stroke trajectory around that line and not go not go wider than that but again not crossing over either and this is again it's true for both the hand entry and then basically every part of the stroke let's not overcomplicate it with complicated patterns just try to keep your hand and your arm in this channel throughout the or your hand is the most simple to think about really keep your hand in this channel between the center line and between the outer shoulder line throughout your stroke from hand entry to exiting the water. All right, I hope that you enjoyed this beginner tip and found it useful. In the next beginner tip, we will talk about common cycling technique mistakes. And a quick call to action. We have only a few days left of my giveaway that I run on scientifictriathlon.com forward slash giveaway. It's also linked to in the episode description. We will have a ton of great prizes and uh, 13 different winners will win things like training plans, uh, coaching consultations, customized training programs that I create myself, triathlon books, apps, uh, precision hydration electrolytes, all sorts of great prizes. So go and check that out. And it's again, scientifictriathlon.com forward slash giveaway. Big thanks to the partners for the giveaway, Precision Hydration, Swim Smooth, Baron Biosystems, Human Kinetics, and Velo Press. And of course, big thanks to our sponsors, Roka, that you can find on roka.com. That's R-O-K-A.com. And you can buy the premium triathlon apparel that they have. It's the best in the world for 20% off when you use the discount code. That's triathlon show, all one word, all caps. And thanks to Precision Hydration that you can find on precisionhydration.com. We have a few weeks or days left on the August promo, 20% off your entire order of electrolytes on Precision Hydration using the promo code TTS20. Thank you, as always, for listening. Keep training smart and keep loving triathlon.